November 22nd, 2022, in Masechet Sanhedrin, on Daf'ayin Tet Amud Bet, two lines from the top. The Gemara says, Amar Rava Hai Detana Devechizkiya Mapka Midrbi Umapka Midrbanan. So the statement of Rava is this statement. The following statement of Tana Devechizkiya will be Mapka, Nafik, or Nafka Mina means to come out of, means it's excluding. Uh, that opinion of Rabbi, and it's excluding the opinion of Hachamim. Very briefly, who were Rabbi, Rabbi and Hachamim? Of course, they're rabbis, but their opinion in our context is of utmost importance, and it's the following situation. If a person is intending to kill one member of Am Yisrael, and instead, by mistake, or whatever, based on their action, they end up killing another. What's the uh, level of liability in such a circumstance? On the one hand, you have the opinion of the hachamim who suggest and maintain that the level of intentionality is sufficient to be liable for death penalty. You consider a roseach, even though you were nitkavin laharogetzeh, and ultimately speaking, were haragetzeh, you're liable for a death penalty. That's the opinion of the Hachamim. Rabbi Shimon slash Rabbi, whom we understood then from the Gemara is in accordance with Rabbi Shimon, disagreed. They maintain that although you're not liable for death penalty, the Torah does say nefesh tahat nafesh, and as a result, the derasha in understanding those words is that you're liable to pay. How much do you pay? You evaluate the person who died based on how they would have been sl- sold as a sla- slave, as a servant. According to the B, says the Gemara, says... Pay no jail time, no, no nothing... Harambam and Perik Bet of Ilchot Roseach, and we'll deal with some of these cases to come, makes it clear there's a general uh, permissibility for Betin to incarcerate in circumstances where the person is deemed to be dangerous, just we can't judge them to death. Uh, we'll deal with that a little bit in the Gemara to come, and we'll refer to his opinion. So it's hard to say that ever in any of these loophole circumstances where we're certain the person's a murderer, that we're actually going to let them off the hook. Keep in mind, we're not allowing him to go to Ir Miklat either. In other words, it's not as if we consider this as Shogeg, because it's Karov le Mezid. On the one hand, it's not actually Mezid to the extent that you could put him to death in terms of purposefulness. On the other hand, it's not so far removed that you can give him the leniency of living an almost regular life in a city of refuge in Ein Miklat. Instead, we leave him in between. It stands to reason that he will be in prison. So the Shogeg guy also doesn't get any money? The family of the Shogeg guy that gets killed never gets paid? Is- in a in a harigabe shoge, correct, correct. And now we're going to have the opinion of Tanadeve uh, Hiskia, who again famously maintained that even in our circumstance of nitkaven the halacha will be no liability with regards to death penalty or financial obligations. How do they derive that? Tanadeve Hiskia, after all, it was taught. From the Beit Midrash of this rabbi, whose name is Hezkiah, the Pasuk equates, seemingly, by having a hekesh, juxtaposing, makeh adam umakeh behemah. You see, the Pasuk in the Torah places those two circumstances one next to the other. It says as follows, in Vaikra Pere Kafdalid, what's at the end of Parashat Emor, right after the passage of the Megadef, the Torah says, umakeh behemah yeshalemena, if a person strikes and kills an animal, takes away the property of another person, we call that damage in such a situation, you pay. In contrast, that's as opposed to adam. if a person were to kill a human being, yumat seems to be telling us they put to death as opposed to paying. 
which in turn the eyes will in the eyes of this statement of Tanadevechizkiah will imply to us more than perhaps meets the mind initially. It will imply to us furthermore that in the circumstances where you would be paying in those very same exceptional situations where you're paying, even though, you know, you could maybe argue I shouldn't be liable. No, you're liable for penalty or, or, or for payment with regards to damage of property in situations identical when the person takes the life of another you would not be liable. How so? What sort of circumstance? What sort of situations are we talking about? The Tanadeve Hiskiah, four lines from the top. Same way when it comes to uh, damaging, killing the animal of another person, there's no distinction. We don't differentiate. Ben shogeg lemezid between purposeful and accidental. Ben mitkaven lesheinom mitkaven. Of course, those are going to be our primary words. Mitkaven and einom mitkaven. That's what we're talking about until now. That's the whole machloket. Chachamim, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi. We're talking about what is what what mitkaven. But we'll leave that on the back burner for a moment. Those will be our critical words. There's no dif- difference between intention or non-intention. Ben derech yerida lederech aliyah. Again, we mentioned that yesterday. The classic example of that is the way the Torah describes in the context of unfortunately killing a person is if uh, as the uh, axe is raised, the person dies, or while the axe comes down, the person dies. That's the difference between aliyah and yerida. But for our purposes, in the context of damage to an animal, killing the, per- killing the animal of another person, there's no difference. In all of these circumstances, it's not lefotro mamon, it's ela lehayevo mamon. In all such situations, the person is liable. As Rashi points out, it's a gemara in Masechet Bavakaman, Davkavav, which derives us from the pasuk of Petzah, the specifics are not necessary for us, but the halakha is with regards to hezek, with regards to nizikin, damaging another person's property, taking the life of their animal or any other such situation, make it uh, similar today with a car or uh, the uh, yard fixture, whatever the situation is, hayav, it's a mishnan masechib avakama, adam mu'ad le'olam, a person with regards to harm that they do to another person's objects, property, is liable almost irrespective of any circumstantial uh, details. That being the case, however, that all stands in contrast, in stark contrast to taking the life of another. What do you mean? Well, I just told you, you're liable in all those situations. You took the life of an animal. Hayab, 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 hayab. However, uh, what about on the other end? Af, so to make adam, about eight lines, nine lines from the top. Lo tahlok bo ben shogeg lemezid, ben mitkaven l'she'en o mitkaven, ben derech yerida l'derech aliyah, lehayevo mamon ela lefotro mamon. In all such situations, uh, going through the list that we just detailed, you would be patur by taking the life of another with regards to financial obligations. In all such situations, whether it's derech aliyah, derech yerida, whether it's mitkaven or no mitkaven, again, put a circle around those words, whether it's shogeg or mezid, in all such situations, you'd be patur from mamon, Charlie assumes already, for good reason, that the reason is because you're liable for death penalty. Oftentimes, we know the halachav kam lebed rabbamine. We saw it a little bit earlier in the Masechet. The Torah, act, we, we actually derived that from Pesukim we were talking about yesterday. Torah talks about a circumstance where a person's fighting with another. 
and ends up striking a woman. Now the halacha, the Torah says, if there's a life which was taken, if you killed the woman accidentally, then your life is taken. If you don't take the life of the woman, then you pay the value of the babies. One second. And if I took her life, I don't pay the value of the babies? Yes, that's right. The halacha is, if there's a death penalty which is incurred at the same time as a financial obligation, the, my, fa- my favorite example is there's two men fighting, one shoots the other, kills them, and then the family comes into court and says, we don't just want your life, we want you now to repair this suit, let's take it to the dry cleaner, let's take it to the tailor, the halakha, in such a circumstance, there's no liability. That's but pay attention carefully, uh, Charlie, over here, because we're talking about Ben Shogeg Lemezid. In Shogeg, there's no death penalty, there's no Hiyuv Mitah, Mitkaven Leno Mitkaven, we're going to have to try to figure out what is the Eno Mitkaven. Are we arguing that you'd be Hayav Mitah and that's why you're Patur? That's exactly the issue we're going to hone in on in just a moment. What's the difference between Derech Aliyah and Derech Yerida, between if the axe is going up or the axe is coming down? That, as Rashi, of course, rightfully uh, cites for us, he cites the Gemara in Masechet Makot in the second Perek. The Gemara in Masechet Makot is Doresh from the Pasuk, Vayapel Alav. The Pasuk says that he falls upon him, and there's a derasha in the eyes of the rabbis, that the only time you'd be a have a hayuv galut, go to Ein Miklat, is if it's derech yerida, as opposed to derech aliyah, if the, if the garzen, if the axe is coming up, that's what we probably consider karov lemezid. Okay, that's all a separate conversation. It's not pertinent directly for us, but the words appear. You should be aware of them. But now says the Gemara, our most important details are my, what does it mean when it says she'en mitkaven? Again, this biraita of Tanad Vehizkiah was teaching the following. I'm just highlighting the line we need. There's no difference between eno mitkaven and mitkaven when killing a person that you're not liable to pay money. Okay. What are they talking about? What does it mean you didn't have intention? Of course, the word kavanah means intentionality. Ilema, maybe it means she'en mitkaven kilal. Maybe it means you didn't have intention to kill at all. In that circumstance, you don't, you don't have to pay money. Says the Gemara, that can't be the interpretation. That Keep in mind, shogeg. that would be shogeg. Hainu shogeg. That's identical to shogeg. The words in the Beraita went as follows. Says Tanad whereas by damage, you don't make a difference between shogeg and mezid, accidental or purposeful, you're hayab. You furthermore don't make a distinction between mitkaven and no, no mitkaven, intention, no intention, you're hayab. So too, in contrast, by killing a person, there's no difference between shogeg and mezid that you're patur from paying and mitkaven ve no mitkaven that you're patur from paying. Now, what does enomit kaven mean? It means I had no intention to kill. If I had no intention to kill, that's shogeg. It can't be we're reiterating the same thing in different words. Ela peshita, rather it must be, it's clear the beraita is referring to when it says those words, she'enmit kaven, she'enmit kaven You did. The person did have an intention to kill. You just had intention to kill Reuven, to kill Bobby, as opposed to Shimon, as opposed to Simon, and he ends up killing Shimon. That situation, ah. That's a million-dollar question. What's the halacha over there? Well, it's clear, it's clearly stated from Tanad Vehizkiah <coughs> that you're patur from Tashlumin. You don't need to pay in such a situation. Is that because they maintain, Tanad Midrash of Hizkiah maintains like Rabbi Shimon, like Rabbi, 
Um, excuse me, is it the reason that you're patur from Mamon? Excuse me, because they maintain like hachamim, because in such a situation, bihayav mita, you mitkaven lezeh, and no mitkaven lezeh, and you end up killing the one that you weren't intending for, as Jared blurted out two days ago, murderer, in such a circumstance, like the hachamim maintain you're a murderer, that's why you're patur from paying? Or is it something else? Says the Gemara of Katanele Hayevo Mamon Elefotro Mamon, the Ibar Ketalahu, my Itzerich Miftere Mamon. After all, this long statement of Tanad Vehizgia is coming to teach you circumstances where you perhaps would have thought differently. If the situation is such that you're liable for death penalty, you're bar ketala, there's no chidush, as we mentioned earlier, it's pesukim in the Torah. We know that halacha already, that if you're liable for death penalty, you don't pay mamon, you don't pay money. The chidush over here of Tanat Vechizkiah is even in a situation where you wouldn't have known the law, you're still patur for mamon, you still don't need to pay. What do you mean? I wouldn't have known, that's right, you're not liable for death penalty. As a result, you don't know that you're exempt from paying. So then what was the situation? It was mitkaven intended to kill Bobby, killed Simon. Now what's my liability? Well, if my liability is death penalty, you don't need to tell me that I don't pay money. I know that already. So then what is the liability? Well, it's not death penalty and it's not payment of money. Says the Gemara el alav, rather it's clear, it must be, shema'mina lav bar ketalahu velav bar mamonahu da chidush, the novel and uh, earth-shattering statement of Tanad ve'chizkiyah. And here's the most difficult, realize what just happened. It was an individual who has blood in his eyes, who enters the room intending and actually killing someone. He intended to kill one, he instead kills the the other, what are we going to do to him? Well, we had until now Hachamim. We had until now Hachamim who maintained he gets put to death. It's intentionality enough. That's it. Put him to death. What do you do with Ve'arav? Okay, that's Zarak Evin Lego, Ve'ayubo, and so forth. That's what we talked about yesterday. Oh, what's Rabbi Shimon's? No, no, no. You can't make him liable for death penalty. So what are we going to? Just let him off the hook? No. Nefesh Tahad Nefesh is going to have to pay restitution charges and so forth. Tanad Ve'chizkiah says, no, neither this nor that are you kidding me you're gonna let him off he's gonna be able to walk the streets he's not gonna walk the streets freely but we're not going to make the family or him liable for death penalty nor for financial charges that's the halakha in such a situation to that it's a wonderful life. question it's a wonderful question the Gemara does not address that over here how are you going to deal with nefesh tahanafesh is going to have to deal with a different circumstance keep in mind nefesh tahanafesh is not per se a situation of nitkavin l'arogetzeh that was the assumption over here in the Gemara that's the way the Gemara was treating it you could potentially learn it differently that's a fantastic question the Gemara over here does not explain explicitly address that for Tanad Vechizkiah, just raises Tanad Vechizkiah as a third opinion. Alright, that's what we have over here thus far. Again, it's a scary right. thought in this last statement. It's, it's not to say that we don't imprison him. He's a killer. He's a killer. It's unintentional. Tried to. Not I tried to. We're not, leaving, we're not leaving you He's out dead. to do so. That's right. Now no again, we'll imprison, we'll call him Karov Lamezid. You know, if, if you want me to put it, you want me to put it in, in sweeter terms? No. I, I don't think we need to put no, it in these terms. Sweet, but I'll, I'll put it in sweeter stop. terms. Yeah. Are no, you listening? Here's the sweeter terms. That the, the payment of money could be both psychologically, emotionally, and even uh, Torali, right? It could be a way of, uh, of, of atoning for his soul, mind, and heart. 
We're not even giving him Don't that capability. Don't even give him that Right. Ian Miklat, the Gemara and Makot, describes as a Split way, a method for... Okay. Ca- I did that for you. I yeah. did it for you. Because you could, alternatively, you could say it's a system which is so, not rigidly, but so carefully structured to the extent that there will be loopholes. It's not to say we're going to just leave them out to, to, to yeah, harm society further. How come the heirs don't get compensated? I mean, you would think that's I tried to help you with that one. I said, you don't give the entombment to this guy. Yeah. All right. Says the Mishnah word. What if it's a circumstance, the Alain is a person who is a convicted murderer. Um, he's on death row, we're awaiting his uh, death penalty. Um, so, but it's been done in the court. He was mit'arev ba'chirim. He got somehow mixed into a group of others. So as we have them all in a holding cell, and now we can't distinguish. We don't know the difference. Who are those ahirim? There'll be three opinions in the Gemara. Well, four. One will be rejected. There'll be three opinions in the Gemara as to what these ahirim are a reference to. But obviously, as you'll see in just a moment, it means they have a lighter sentence or a lighter something or no sentence at all. But this person is now mixed in with others. Kulan peturin. Such a circumstance, we exonerate everyone, including this Roseach. You don't know who he is, he's mixed in somehow. Of course, that wasn't a purposeful act on the behalf of Betin or anyone who's uh, Peturin. Rabbi Yudal meant, nah, absolutely not. Consino to lekipa. Says Rabbi Yudal, alternatively, what you do to this individual and all the others, again, even if it's a large amount, consino otan lekipa. What is a kipa? The Gemara will tell us on Daf Pe'alev. Kipa is a very a very uh, small, uh, narrow area to the extent that the person can't even lie down. So they're so closed in, so confined. You feed them food that will play with their intestines to the extent that play negatively, to the extent that they will, these people will die in somewhat of a swift and a short period of time. You're not directly killing them, but you're putting them in a situation where their their nutrition is, is, ma- is malnourished, and where they are malnourished, and at the same time they're not able to sleep, not able to live normally, they're going to die, all of them. All right, we'll have to figure out that's from one almost one extreme to the next extreme, not an absolute next extreme, not putting them all to death directly, but that's Rabbi Uda, continue on the kippah. Says the Mishnah onward, Kol mitot Okay, so this next situation is a lot more straightforward. Instead of a person who's convicted and being mixed with others who are murky uh, circumstances, we're not fully certain. Over here we know, and so on and so forth. We enter them all into the room, we're holding, and oh my goodness, you forgot to put the numbers on them. They switched that, whatever it is, somehow they all got mixed one and the other, but we know they... I don't know, Charlie, believe it. Or not, I'm not never been involved with such situations. Nidonin bakala, the halacha in such circumstances, they're all going to be put to death. Well, we know all of them, or you don't enter this room if you weren't sentenced to death. Um, but the, the halacha will be that they all get the lowest of whatever their death penalties are. Uh, now the Mishnah goes on to return to, and it's just brief in the Mishnah, to the two opinions that we had in the past with regards to death penalties. We had twofold mahlok with regards to the severity of death penalties between Abi Shimon and Hachamim. We learned this already. And this Mishnah itself was even referred to when we were learning this on Daf Memtet, on Daf Nun already, absolutely. Haniskalin ba Nisrafim. What if uh, people who are Hayav Sekila, well, how would you be Hayav Sekila? You 
violated Shabbat. So there was a young lady, let's say, violated Shabbat. She got mixed with someone who's Hayav Serefa. Our easiest example on that one is a Bat Kohen, a woman who's a daughter of a Kohen who has illicit relations. Such a circumstance, the Torah tells the beginning of Parashat Emor, she gets Serefa. So these two women get mixed one with the other. We're not certain. Maybe they were identical twins. Nobody says the true identity. How do you like that, Charlie? Nobody knows which one which, but they're both Hayav Mita. One's Hayav Sekila, one's Hayav Serefa. Rabbi Shimon Omer Nidonim Beskila, Shah Serefa Hamura, Hachamim Omer Nidonim Besrefa, Shah Sekila Hamura. Says the Mishnah, it's a straightforward Mahloke between Rabbi Shimon and Hachamim, which has nothing to do per se with this situation. It's a general Mahloke. What is more severe? You need to give the lesser. Says Rabbi Shimon, the lesser of Serefa and Sekila is Sekila. Say Hachamim, absolutely not. Sekila is the higher and Serefa is the lesser. Bishimon says to Bishimon to the Hachamim, I'll prove to you that Serefa, the burning method of death, is the higher, more severe uh, death penalty. After all, the Torah, the beginning of Parashat Emor, as I just referred to a moment ago, says if it's a woman who's the daughter of a Kohen, and Kitehelis no, she has illicit relations. She gets a more severe penalty. That's what it sounds like. She gets serefa. She's bringing forth a profaned name and family status, to her, to, and, and as a result, we treat her more severely. Now, what's the halacha with regards to an arusa bat Israel? If a woman's engaged from Am Israel, not Kohen, not uh, not not from the priestly tribe, rather Israel, Levi, yo yo like me, family like me. Uh, what would the status be in such a circumstance? The halacha is they get sikila. That's pesukim parashat kitese. Well, that being the case, if I'm comparing sikila, which the standard quote unquote woman would get in a circumstance of engagement where she has illicit relations, to the bat kohen who gets serefa, bat kohen, you're imagining is more hamur. You see, says Rabbi Shimon, I told you, Serefa is more hamur than Sikila. Again, Bat Kohen versus Bat Yisrael, both in the context of engagement. Bat Kohen, Serefa, Bat Yisrael, Sikila. The Torah is telling you the reason the Bat Kohen gets that is because she has a more severe situation. She's playing with the sanctity of her father's household. Says Rabbi Shimon, I settled my case. How did the Hachamim respond to this all the way back on Daf Memtet? They said, you misunderstood the context of the Torah. The Torah, when it's talking about the Bat Kohen, Ki Techeli's not when she has those illicit relations, it's not talking about when she was engaged. When she was engaged, say the Hachamim, she gets the higher death, the highest death penalty. It's the same as the Israel. What's that death penalty? Sekilah. When the Torah says she gets put to death by burning, that's when she's already married. She's already married. What would a Bat Israel that's lower on the totem pole. Say the Hachamim. That's what we were referring to in the Torah when the Torah says the Bat Kohen gets the higher level punishment. Not when she's engaged. Engaged. That's the same as Israel. It's the highest level punishment. Okay, but in short, what does the Gemara, what does the Mishnah have for us? A mahlok between a dispute between Hachamim and Bishimon about the higher uh, of the two punishments, Serefa and Sekila. Amrulo, the Hachamim respond to Rabbi Shimon and they prove their point that Sekila is the higher 
higher level punishment, the more severe one. And says, I'll prove to you, say the Hachamim, that Sekila is the more severe penalty, so severe death penalty, because after all, two of the most severe punishments get punished, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, um, uh, sins get punished with Sekila. What are they? Megadef, a person who's a blasphemer, who curses God, and an Oved Avodat Kochavim, of course, an idolater. Who said those are the most severe or they're up there with the severity? Again, the Gemara earlier on Daf Memtet explained that to us. Rashi over here uh, refers us to it just with three words, Sheposhtin Yadan Ba'ikar. They, so to speak, outstretch their hand into the Ikar, into the fundamental. Fundamental, of course, being Yehud Hashem, the oneness of God. That's Avodah Zaran, that's Megadef. How are they punished? With Sikila, say the Hachamim to Rabbi Shimon. You see, we told you, Sikila is the most Hamura. Okay, it's lastly says the Mishnah, what about if HaNeheragin get mixed up with HaNehenakin? Neheragin, again, Hereg is identical with what we call Saif, a person who gets beheaded for their uh, for their wrongdoing. Who's uh, that type of situation? We keep referring to it. A Rosea, a person, the paradigmatic example is a person who's a murderer, in such a circumstance, they get put to death from beheading. What if they get mixed up with Nehenakin? What's the, what's the basic example of Nehenakin? A person who has illicit relations. Henik. They got mixed up. Again, identical twins. Okay, Charlie? We don't know the difference between the two, but we know they've both done wrong. We're not certain which one's which. What are we going to do in such a situation? We need to give them the lower of the two punishments. What is that? According to the Bishimon, Saif is the lower of the two. According to the Hachamim, the lower of the two is Henek. We don't get explanations with regards to that here in the Mishnah, I guess. Okay. All right. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen.